0: Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here and welcome to the Jules and Matt Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and every week we go out into the world and watch a little bit of anime. And today we came back and we're going to talk about the anime Overlord for the very first time. We're going to be talking about episode one through four of the anime overlord and i'm not going on this journey through yggdrasil alone i'm here with my co-host matt galley matt how was your week we got to play some games yesterday it was pretty fun yeah
1: uh (laughs) week's been good been playing yeah a lot of board games we played
0: what did we play yesterday
1: seven wonders Mm -hmm. seven wonders was a lot of fun um i want to play house on haunted hill Mm -hmm. the haunted house on haunted hill
0: The Hill with the Haunted Trail
1: <laughs> at Haunted House on the Haunted Hill,
0: <laughs> yes, that one
1: um that one seems fun, but yeah, um, fun week uh been enjoying this show um this show's nice, another uh it's not as uh bombastic as Cabaneri was, but mm-hmm. it's uh very enjoyable in a lot of its own ways it's It's very different, right, like I
0: didn't take as much notes as this one as cabernet but i was still vibing with it and it it felt a little like less dense but in a, it was fine like i was okay yeah. with it cuz we go through so many different anime on this show. We've been through so many different anime. As you can see here on our list where we've uh, rated all of the anime we've already watched on this show. But they they all have their own thing. And it's so cool to go through so many different genres of anime. But it's still called anime. It's still the one overarching genre. But there's so many different ways to tell a story. Different stories to tell. Or different ways to get through uh to the same conclusion. So it's been pretty cool that this one's different, but it doesn't mean it's worse or it doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's better yet. Because we we're just in the first four episodes. But <clears throat> it's so cool to dive into this. And we told we talked about this before we started the show that watching this anime uh made us want to play Final Fantasy 14 again because this is this is the one. It's so cool. <clears throat>
1: it's, it's it's this show does a lot for mmorpg like gamers just kind of like uh inherently where it just does certain things where it's just like yeah that's that's just how that that is and yeah the show doesn't really need to explain it more Mm -hmm. sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't and it also kind of lends itself towards uh a viewer that is familiar with isekai yes because it does a lot of stuff with isekai that it doesn't really spend a lot of time on but he just kind of quickly you know, the main character quickly has these uh, throwaway lines that are meant to remind you that this is also an isekai, not just like an MMORPG anime. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not just a generic fantasy. It's also an isekai. He's he's in this new world, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And we're going to dive into it. over Overlord. I almost said Overwatch. Overlord. Episode 1 through 4. Every week, if this is your first time watching, every week we go through a couple episodes and then we rate the anime. Last week we rated Cabinary of the Iron Fortress uh both s tiers here from last week and then now we start a new journey into overlord so we're gonna dive into it episode one overlord end and beginning this is an interesting one because um i don't know i have some things to say about this as a opening episode so give us a brief breakdown of what happens in episode one
1: um episode one and and beginning the year is 2126 and virtual reality has reached a point of being able to dive into the experiences A DMMORPG, which stands for dive mmorpg by the name Idrisil peaks above its contemporaries due to its expansive map and incredibly high amount of player freedom 12 excuse me 12 years post-release and the game's servers are set to close uh Momonga, the leader of a guild by the name einz ul gown co- uh, contemplates how far his guild has fallen from its peak with the halls of the tomb of Nazarick uh, empty save the npc guardians <clears throat> Momonga patiently awaits the servers to close however the clock strikes midnight and he doesn't get signed out in fact his entire player console and heads-up display has disappeared uh, leaving him unable to contact administrators or gms um, he tries to figure out what's going on the npcs of the tomb have now animated with their own set personalities and they all act in a way that uh, demonstrates their loyalty to Mamanga. Uh tasking sebas to do recon and albedo to gather the guardians Mamonga also goes on to test his capabilities Test the capabilities of his power on another floor. Um, Noting that he can feel all of his old power, even though the freakouts and displays are gone, it is clear he's not a force to be reckoned with. Albedo would arrive shortly after, with several more floor guardians, all of them offering their complete loyalty to Momonga.
0: Thank you, Bubsy, for the 32 months. I'm sorry the Ooh. little thingy didn't go, but I think you saw my lights flash. But thank you for the 32 months. I appreciate it, Bubsy. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, thank Bubsy. You. Appreciate it. Hello, Bubsy. So uh, can we talk about the OP, the opening so of good. this? It's I loved so it. so good. Yeah. I loved it so much better than commentary of the Iron Fortress. is so much better. Not as an anime, but like as an opening. I was yeah. like, here we are. I'm hyped. The song is dope um it gives you some some action sequences classic you know anime opening but the song takes it over the top for me mm-hmm. i was super hyped I agree for this <clears throat> um we meet a lot of characters and like okay before we like dive into the whole thing but as a first episode because we go through these a lot right we go through a lot of first episodes we've been through this is episode 36 of the podcast we've been through a lot of first episodes I think this first episode was kind of mid, but it oh, was yeah. good enough and good for people that aren't familiar with the style, I guess, to get into it. Yeah. Um if you're not familiar with isekais, if you're not familiar with MMO stuff, like they didn't explain a lot of the heads-up display that he had, but it was like, okay, it's a video game, so it's whatever. But like if you're not familiar totally with all the different tropes and things like that, it was good, but it was a little slow because I'm already i'm already familiar with all that stuff
1: yeah and i was like okay, yeah just it. to just to draw you know uh, one of the easiest parallels comparing it to um the sword art online episode one uh-huh. <laughs> they they really take a lot of time to flesh all of it out like this is what's going on this is how this character's in this situation the show doesn't do any of that the show kind of just with uh, again I, I don't this is not a 12 episode anime this one's 13 i think 13. from the first season but um yeah, with these shorter seasons of a uh, certain anime, they got to get you into what they're trying to do right away. I and feel I think like this we're... first episode is a good, like it's just a good way of getting the audience there, mm-hmm. even though it's not doing anything crazy.
0: I feel even just checks after all the boxes, watching, you know? sure, sure. Even after watching, there's just the first four episodes. I feel like we're never going to see him in the real world. No. I think that I think yeah. we're just that's totally gone. Now we're here. That's Nowadays. not what the
1: audience cares about. That's not what the yeah. audience is here for. So they're not going to spend time wasted on stuff that the audience is not here to see.
0: I did care about it a little bit in Sword Art Online, though, because of the whole nerve thing Nerve-ear. attached to people's heads and their people are dying in the real life. Yeah. Like I was, he hasn't explained so far. We haven't seen other people. Mm-hmm. So far, we as the audience know he's the only one. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know the the possibility of people dying in the real world or whatever. Like what's happened to his body? I don't know. Let's keep going. Let's figure it out. He's been here it's for not what the
1: story cares about. <laughs>
0: sure. And that's okay. But like yeah. I'm saying in Sword Art Online, I yes. cared about it because that's the way they set it up in the beginning. They set yes. up this thing's the nerve gear. This is whatever. And this is happening in real life. We meet our main character, who is the overlord, Mamonga. Um I didn't even notice it at first in this first episode, but I liked how he would switch his voice. Oh, yeah, He yeah. would talk to his people, and then whenever he is, gives his inner dialogue, it was different. It was That's, like that's the normal. closest
1: to him as a person, I think, <clears> that we're going <laughs> to get, probably. Okay. He's hearing his real voice. But then the voice that he's talking at is, you know, his, like, chosen voice modulation or whatever settings.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the idea that they present that he's the last one that he's yeah. the last one of his guild like that's a cool thing because like us gamers know like this happens games die things happen and if we were to see like world of warcraft close down well, i don't think they're ever going to do that but if you see world of warcraft close down on the last day there's going to be people that stay there to like i spent all this time he said 12 yeah. years
1: mm-hmm. he
0: built this guild he had the most powerful weapon he had his clan his his group of friends or whatever and they're gone
1: <laughs> and, and he's the last and one and that's the that's kind of the the that kind of becomes the crux of his I guess uh character is yes. this whole contemplation of like I've spent all this time doing this but in the real world like and it feels like world. I feel like this has given me a sense of doing something it's kind of like what he's getting at but in the in the real world um real he's world. just. He's just like, I am I work to go home to go to back say, to work the next day. Yeah. And it's yeah. like this, at least here, I feel like I'm a part of something and I'm making a difference, even if it's not in some like physical real world way, quote unquote.
0: And that, <clears throat> that instantly makes him um, relate to me, to gamers, to people that are into that or have something to you know take their mind away from it from their world their Mm -hmm. life or whatever and and he gives them a purpose sort of and now this guy has purpose because of this game that he's been playing for 12 years and then now he's in it so like now i have i know like a couple of things just from that i know a couple of things about mamanga is that he knows this game really well he knows a lot of stuff about this game and knows a lot. So now, later on, I can believe he does something like he. I can believe that he, you know, has this believe... magic item or whatever.
1: <laughs> he's got the max inventory size. Yeah. And this dude's just got consumables and usables and all the things that he because, just pulls yeah. out of his little void area. Oh, I have this picture of endlessly pouring water. Here you go. You must be yeah. thirsty. Like sure yeah he has that that's probably like a
0: level three item he's level 100 just by doing that it it sets it up so much for later because now you're already giving the tools that he's been playing this for so long um dude's got cheats tell the devs yeah but like me even playing for 200 hours in final fantasy 14 i'm like oh i have these little items here you go Mm -hmm. here matt whatever here's this whatever and it's like totally believable because i've been there you know what i mean and we know that about him, but now we also know that he has a purpose um, because he feels alone. He he thinks he's stuck. He doesn't know if there's anybody else. He wants to find his friends, and now he's um, in charge of all his servants and the guild. And uh, we didn't yeah, mention got a this part. Cheeky but, with one of them. Yeah. Yeah, with the Let's the whole ahead. albedo thing. Them putting that in the first episode about him. Uh, changing the text which is kind of funny in yeah. you know it's it's, it's funny when it's just like
1: that. a person an npc standing there that doesn't sure. move <laughs> but, but the
0: they they took it kind of far for a first episode I, yes. I i know in first episodes they want to get you hooked or whatever like in um like in live action series sometimes they put their nudity in the first episode so people can get hooked on that and they're like oh i want to see the whole show i know that's a that's a thing that they do and they did this in this one where it's like overly sexual with Albedo. Do I think it's going to go any further? No, but I was like, Hmm. Yeah, she was just, like, are it, you going to take me right here for the first time? I'm like, come on, man. Yeah,
1: It puts a bad taste in your mouth and it reminds yeah. you that she, I, I haven't, I, I honestly don't know, but it reminds you that she's probably written by a guy. So yes, it's just that. Um, yeah. So as for, for first episode, uh, Before watching this, before sitting down to watch this for the podcast, I had watched this series before, not like start to finish, but I've seen the, uh, like my Crunchyroll account had the first Mm -hmm. episode as watched and then like nothing else after. And I'm watching it through again Mm -hmm. for the first time. And there are certain things that are happening where it's just like, I don't know where the show lost my attention, but I can tell that, like, oh, the first episode (laughs) just lost me at some point. (laughs) The first episode lost me at some point because when it got to the part with the, uh, with like the other guardians on the sixth floor coming back and stuff, I thought, I remember thinking that, oh look, his guildmates are coming back, that's cool, like he's not alone anymore. So I just completely missed the whole part about then PC is coming back to life, I guess, Mm -hmm. and I think that's where the show lost me. Um, Gotcha. Because we do meet. I must have looked away, and then this—that's when the (laughs) clock struck twelve, and then I looked back, and I'm just still. Not realizing you know you look away for a second and you could miss a lot. You miss
0: you miss a lot, yeah. <clears throat> um, we do meet a lot of his uh what are they called? Floor guardians, floor, floor guardians. guardians yes, albedo, or amare, demiurge, uh coxitus, shout here and then his servant Sevis. This is a cool crew.
1: We I, we get I a like lot. that they're all distinct, they are visually. super
0: distinct. Um in this next in episode two we get a lot more of them but like mm-hmm. as a as them showing them i'm like oh this is cool like this is a cool crew of, of people and characters that i want to explore
1: and um, i love the whole concept of he ran this guild where they were all the one rule is you can't be human and so it's all of these demi-humans and you know undead mm-hmm. and you know that there's no humans so it really leaves a lot up just up to the character design where it's like you know uh Cossetus, he looks like a huge like iron beetle like what is that what it what is he yeah
0: <laughs> super dope um i i like this so far the first episode it got me enough it showed it introduced some really cool characters and with and it, it left a question too like where is it gonna go because at the end of episode one we see for now even though i think to me demiurge looks a little shady i Mm. think we should watch him but for now they are all pledging their loyalty to him and now it's like where do we go where does he go will he you know they all pleaded his loyalty but then will he lose that at some point like i'm so interested to see like oh is somebody gonna like start questioning him because he's a human or whatever and all this stuff it, it brings so much and it left me so much so that i wanted to keep going
1: and that's i don't know if the show gets into that now but it does start to bring up this question of like since he's been like isekite or whatever like it, is he now an undead like has he lost his humanity and is that something that's going to start to develop as the series goes on
0: yeah was there enough explanation on character types? They explained it a little bit. Um, they explained like what kind of magic some of them had. Mm-hmm. Like I know they explained the twins. They had um, certain magic that was helping them out in episode two. Um, some of these did, I think. But I, I'm pretty sure it's going to get into it. We, uh... i
1: know it like explains that demiurge is like a defensive specialist um so that's why he's <clears> on like the floor that requires the that has like the most accessibility to the rest of the dungeon yeah. it gives like these little these little again throwaway lines where it could be little uh you know it, you could treat it as a throwaway line or you could you know use that to completely Dive build out this character's uh you know their stat sheet if that's what you you're know? gonna
0: do i like Sebus, he's super cool i think he's mm-hmm. one of, i think he's my favorite right now
1: he's pretty cool and he's you know he's like the he's the quintessential butler type he he yeah. does he won't leave your side and when you tell ask him to do something he'll do it and return without you even realizing that he was gone
0: yep so that was episode one of overlord episode two what happens in floor guardians because we get a lot more Sebus uh information
1: looks like, Sebus looks like a human so that makes me wonder what he is all of the Sebus and all the mates kind of look humanish, but uh yeah that's you know neither here nor there anyways episode two
0: he could turn into a demon that's well i mean, i, I picture him <laughs> just yeah something yeah he did he turned into like a demon frog toad thingy <laughs> but like i'm pretty sure he'll just like bulk up or something <laughs> that'd be so dope so episode two what happens
1: uh episode two floor guardians mamanga addresses all of the guardians after they gather together Uh, Sebas has discovered that the Great Tomb of Nazarick is no longer surrounded by swamps, but is now in the middle of uh, great grasslands. Momonga quickly puts together a plan to help shroud the tomb in a veil of secrecy, leaving the Guardians to execute the plan. A scuffle happens between Albedo and Shaltir over Momonga um, with Demiurge on the side, bringing up the concept of a possible heir for the Great Ruler. Momonga... uh, Momonga thinks about his current condition. Uh, No longer able to feel tiredness or hunger, he leaves the tomb to get some air, followed by Demiurge. Uh, Walking out into the middle of the night and using an item to fly up into the sky, taking in the entire world before him, Momonga resolves that if any of his old guildmates have made it to this world, he will find them. Then spotting uh, Mare using his magic to hide the tomb, the manga drops in and grants them a precious ring. Albedo also drops in and is granted a ring after the manga notices her noticing Mare's ring. <laughs> <laughs> the episode ends with a hint of a new threat on the horizon.
0: You know, now that we're talking about it, now we're like reminiscing about the episodes I watched, I think I like it more. At the time, I didn't I don't think I appreciated it, what was happening. But in this episode, for the most part, we're learning about the floor guardians. We're learning about the relationships. And they are like building they're like a group characters. of characters. Yeah, they're like a group of nine kids. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Uh, hello, Dan. Hello. Hello, everybody watching uh, on live t- uh Twitch, twitch.tv slash jewels the human. We are. Uh, talking about Overlord. We're on talking about episode two right now. If you watched it, let us know. I want to know who watched it. I want to know if what your thoughts are. But in episode two, um, we get so much cool information. Like, I like this stuff. I, what was the anime? There was another anime before where I was like, I just want these characters to interact. I would watch uh, uh, Zombieland. Zombieland, Cabinery. I want all of, I just want to watch
1: them interact with each other. I think other. all of our S tier animes, except all of our shared S tier enemies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just want to see them hang out,
1: and I like this
0: episode, episode two, because it was a lot of them character building. Um, it, they had some silliness in there when they were talking about the heirs. We had yeah. I loved
1: uh, uh, <sighs> uh, Cositus going like, "Oh, you guys are arguing over a, a bunch of childish stuff," and then Demiurge just like, "Well, think about it, like." wouldn't it be so great if Nazareth had, like, an heir for when our great ruler has to go someday? And he's like, oh, yeah, that'd be so great. He'll call me uncle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then he he just walks off on the line. He's just, yeah. like, thinking about it. He's like, oh, he could ride <laughs> on my back and all this. Stuff. And it's like, oh, my God, that's so cool because he's such a big beetle guy and he uh-huh. has the, the, the heart, you know, the big softy. You know what I mean? Like, I love them building the tropes, and it's not overdone. It's, like, here we are here here we're building these characters out and it's so much fun to watch them hang out
1: um also the subtlety you... just and not you know bringing attention to it which i'm bringing attention to it ironically of Mare and uh mayor and aura aura being like they they cross dress which i just mm-hmm. thought is really nice touch i've watched I it previously such a
0: good show it's pretty good we're starting it out yeah they said uh they were a toko no ko uh which is a male girl who has culturally feminine i forgot what it was. i I wrote it down but it's i didn't write it right it's a it's a common thing i guess and that's the way the person that made them made
1: them so i was like okay cool whatever um it's a nice way to just have a more rounded out cast i just really like it
0: yeah for sure they had they had a lot of funny moments the the thing where you know uh Momongo gave the ring and then Albedo like sees it and he sees that she sees it but then she doesn't mention it
1: yeah and it's like she like breaks for like a quarter of a second and he's like oh what was that (laughs) we get this
0: screen right there and it's like oh he's like whoa and then he's like are you okay she's like yeah I'm fine well uh here's a ring here you go here you go whatever so we, we get some fun we get some fun in this one and um it doesn't get Like as an episode two, this is good because now we're rounding out the cast and we have enough, again, enough information to build on whenever we see them in the future, whenever we see the characters in the future, we know how they're going to act. We know, we don't know their powers yet. We don't know a whole lot about their powers, but we know enough about their personality Mm -hmm. that they are for sure putting the lord mamunga above everybody else the person that i was super suspicious of who looks the most suspicious mm-hmm. demiurge he's the one that brings up i would love an air mm-hmm. he has to breed an heir because that's why um albedo and shaltier were fighting because they both are in love with mamunga and shaltier again this is kind of
1: <laughs> what <Momonga? laughs> written by a guy yeah, the, the by whole guy. shout
0: here thing again is it, it was almost too much because she was yeah. like, There's something happening in my pants when he's talking or I'm like, oh man, of course it's gonna be uh <laughs> what if it comes in, becomes into like a harem anime where he just has all of the <laughs> all of the girls. Um but it's just enough, I guess. Um
1: I'm but... glad it it's it's like it's very it's a very concentrated dose when it happens, and then sure. it just leaves it out. It sure. just doesn't do anything else with it.
0: Because um, after the first episode, I see Albedo so cool in all yeah. the other
1: episodes, episode Take two, that, episode three, four. That first interaction away, and I love Albedo just, as a nothing character. changes, nothing changes, and that's when you know it probably just shouldn't be there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or somebody they watched in the edit and they're like, Can we put something a little bit more there or whatever? Yeah, that's probably what happened. Um, But I love this. I love that he's there for three days mm-hmm. as we see him. And he's, like you said, we don't know if he's going to become an undead because he said, at the beginning, he said he still has some of his feelings. He still sat, had some of his libido and Albedo was doing that in the first episode. But after the three days, he doesn't feel as much. And it's like, oh, that's, like, the underlying thing. Like, will he eventually turn into the thing that will rule this world? You know what I mean? I think that's a, will, a, a will, severe threat. Will good intentions turn sour? Because he has, he has good intentions. It seems. Yeah, so far, up so until far. episode four, I was, like, super on board with him, trying to find his friends, trying to do all this stuff. But we also get information as well that this the where he ruled got isekai'd somewhere else
1: yeah the it wasn't in the swamp the the tomb of nazarick is no longer surrounded by the swamplands. we are now surrounded by like grasslands so what do you and think that's, that is that's what do you that's, think where, that? that's where i think that the i i don't know how i don't have explanation but what i think happened is when the game server closed um, somehow, this the tomb of Nazareth was like just literally like imagine like a copy or a cut and paste into some other world where all of the rules and all of like a lot of the uh, I guess the world building of Edra still happened, but sure, like 2,000 years of empires rising and falling has also happened, so it's just like this totally different world this different part of history, but same world almost, maybe. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Okay. I think of it more as, huh. Yeah, yeah. Si- very similar to what I think. I think this is just a, a different game, maybe. I first thought it would be the real world, but then later on in episode three, we see that they're using magic too. Like the, the NPCs are using magic. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, what if that would have been crazy if he got isekai into the real world? And he's killing real humans. I would be like, "Wait, what?" That would blow my mind. But the everybody else is using magic, so I'm like, yeah. "It's a video game." Um, I think it's more like somebody used the assets of Unreal Engine Five and then put it into their game. It's like I took some some Fortnite assets, but I took this castle with me. Yes, or something like that. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. And so then, I, so
1: now he's been he's been in. As the big, because he was still in the game when the game ended, they took his tomb, which was like the big bad, because he's the max level guy. With he put all this time into the game, and there's all of these guardians and all of these non-human creatures here. So, what if I just take this super high-level tomb from the game and put it into my new game? And he's the big bad, or he's He's a bad, the
0: bad guy.
1: Maybe. Whoa, that's that's kind of like the cut and paste yes sure the unreal asset we got there but that's a better explanation of what my brain's thinking's happening sure
0: we don't know we haven't seen it we've only seen up to episode four so we are gonna go through it we go through four episodes today another four next week and then five on the other week so we're gonna watch through the whole first season here episode three battle of carne village this is where it heats up yeah this where the action <coughs> Excuse me. comes flying so
1: what happens in episode three episode three the episode starts with a group of human soldiers we've not seen before they've been tasked by their king to rout a group that has been attacking villages in their kingdom the head warrior is out on a mission uh with a small group and the second in command thinks that it is some kind of a trap to corner the head warrior back in the tomb i'm gonna start calling momonga momo by the way. I'm just going to call him Momo for for now. Momo is being assisted by Sebas in using a remote viewing mirror. Seeing a town of innocent villagers being slaughtered by knights clad in armor, Momo decides to help only after he remembers of a time when someone rescued him. Also believing this to be a chance to test his strength, he calls for Albedo to get battle ready. Portaling into the scene, Momo rescues two human kids from knights using his high tier magic, then raising a dark knight that runs off to attack the rest of the human knights in town. The kids, frightened by Momo offering a healing potion, um, Albedo would then also raise her axe in disgust of the kids. Momo reassures Albedo that it's fine and reassures the kids the potion will help. The Dark Knight is unable to be damaged by the would-be knights, and they retreat. Their will to fight shattered. Momo gives them a name to carry back to their superiors, however. Ains Ul Gown. Gown? Gown? Momo, identity shrouded behind a mask, asks the villagers for money in exchange for their rescue to put them at ease. But what he really wants is information, and uses this exchange as a forum to ask questions about this world. We learn about the Three Kingdoms, Reestees, Baharuth, and the Slain Theocracy. Based on the crests on the shields, the attack was from the Baharuth Empire, but it also could have been a stage by the Slain Theocracy. Friendly face rides into town. Chief royal warrior of Reestees Kingdom gazef stronoff that's a mouthful don't say it three times fast he (laughs) arrives and introductions are made but short-lived as the arriving knights realize they have been surrounded by the slain theocracy
0: this word kicks in and i love the pacing on this so far because we get one episode explaining what's going on we get episode one whatever here we are into this world and episode two, building out the characters, building out the the classic group, <clears throat> showcasing some power, showcasing how they <clears throat> how they view Lord Momo. And now episode three is like, okay, here's the story. Here we go. We're expanding out. Here's a story to kind of latch on to. We get introduced to these characters. We get introduced to Gazif. Gazif Stronoff, who is super dope. I was like, yo, this guy's cool.
1: His uh, um, his whole speech in the first part of the episode, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm instantly on his side. Like, you get him. You know who he yeah. is. You know where I'm he's like, been. And you know what he's going to do.
0: I'm like, this is dope. Whatever. This is so cool. So I like that they're building something. He's looking, as so far, he's looking for people, other people, or whatever. And then he decides again the humanity of him decides to help the innocent because and i love the way that they did the flashback mm-hmm. this was so cool they did a flashback of what would lord touch
1: me son do the the name just yeah. in that name they they get it
0: yeah <laughs> that's a gamer they, tag that's a gamer tag <laughs> lord touch me but he was the valiant white knight that would save everybody <laughs> it's so good it's classic um, so they show uh, a flashback of when he got saved and and emoted on. <laughs> he got <laughs> <what>? <laughs> he got L danced on, man. <laughs> so um And I
1: love that like this interaction might have been what you know what essentially started uh Ain's old gown. Yeah. Unless um, it was Touch Me Son that was in that guild already and then invited Momo. but I think
0: that was it. Okay. I think because there was other people around, I think that Lord Touch Me was the one that brought him into the guild. And was like, here, come on. This is... Come on, young Padawan. You're level 15. <laughs> Get over here and let's uh, join our guild and we'll help you out. I think that was more of what it was. But, like... I want more of that stuff. I want more of him remembering the good times with his gamer tag, gamer friends. Uh, and I'm like,
1: yes. What did he learn in this game? I wanted that until the end of episode four. And then I'm like, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> okay. And we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there.
0: Okay. I don't remember. I did
1: like it. I like it here for where, where the story's going with it. Yeah. Was it? Spoiler, non-spoiler. Uh, he burned down like each of their flags. He was just like, burn and each of their flags burned down and basically said i'm i'm taking the name so where he's going with that we'll see
0: okay i well then why wouldn't you want to see more of his friends at the end Because he, he burned their flags down yeah but hmm, i don't know okay let's talk about <laughs> it. yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what that meant but well we can give our uh opinions uh, yeah, when we get to episode exactly. four but i just open the gun sure so he's giving the first thing I thought of when he started giving the magic potion of these these two humans, I was mm-hmm. like, he's giving away too many items. And one one thought that I went to that went to my head was that he's giving away all his items, and now we're gonna see NPCs have magic items for the first time and it's gonna go bad. I think that's gonna be some little storyline later on where he gave something to somebody and it was too powerful and they got crazy with it. So, like, him just giving magic items to everybody, him giving the thing to Albedo could be bad. Him giving something to somebody else could be bad. We'll see if that comes up later. But so far, I was like, this guy's doing too much. I thought I would the not be were sh- going to be oh.
1: non-consequential until he said, Demiurge, I'll, cra- I'll see that you have one crafted for yourself, too. And then I was like, oh, he's only got so many. Maybe you shouldn't be giving them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Or does he not trust Demiurge?
0: He could be like, oh I'll I'll give you one later. Yeah, sure. Possibly. I'll give you one later. Demiard
1: said something uh that I forgot to comment on when he was like, uh, I believe the this world shines so that my master can endure himself with rich with its riches. Yeah. And that made me like think that he's on his side, but I don't know. He's it just it's just his character design, I think. He looks he, shady. he just looks like a sly, a sly cat.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: I'm just like I don't know if I trust. He looks his like words. A wolf of Wall Street. That he's guy. saying
0: all the right words, exactly. But they're too right. Where he's like, I want to be, but that's how everybody is. So I don't know. Um, we see him flexing his magic in this one.
1: Bro, he makes hearts. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he makes
0: like what? It, what is it called? A death knight? Yeah. He makes a death knight. He's like, just go kill everybody in in armor, and it goes to town. And it's like these are
1: one HP people. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, one, of, one of the warriors even like notices that it's only attacking everybody that's running away because it's entertaining itself. It's not attacking anybody that's like standing their ground. <laughs>
0: we haven't
1: discussed this either, but
0: NPCs and characters having free will or thoughts what is that npcs <laughs> this is, well and i mean anybody but lord mamunga yeah they have thoughts and they have feelings all the guardians
1: yeah emotion. everybody else yeah what is that that's my that's, game that's that's, is, that's isekai that's the part of the isekai i i thought i know but like will they dive into it
0: i think because i'm i really liked log horizon and they dive into the little things um (laughs) bubsy said an npc with free will is no longer an npc right see i don't know
1: you know because they're (laughs) so at this point they're not npcs those are villagers those are knights those are his guardians but they're not npcs at this point from what i understand
0: log horizons to go and exactly because
1: Mom- even momonga makes all of these observations like um oh that smells so good wait idris still doesn't have smell mm-hmm. oh this is happening wait idris still doesn't have this but also oh this is just like an Idrisil oh this is just like an Idrisil so there's so- some like there's some merge points that's going on of between like reality and the game or something along those lines.
0: That's what has me questioning like in the back of my mind I'm just like what are they? What is happening? Because it's it's growing concerning for me because I'm like everybody is acting on their own. Um we meet this this really cool character Gazov and he has his own thing and we see other characters that are stated in there in ways like yeah there's and emotion we see, and, and stuff. we
1: see the villagers give mamungo all this information about how the village so the village and Nazareth are part of the Rieste's kingdom and adjacent to the great mountain range that runs north and south is the Baharuth <laughs> empire those are like <laughs> north uh like a northwest and a northeast territory and then south of bo- both of them is the slain theocracy um and Baharuth and Riestes are always on bad terms with each other and often battle on the plains that border the two countries near the capital of Riestes, which is Erantel. Mm-hmm. So we get that whole like quip of info, and Momonga doesn't know about any of that. So this is the history of a completely different world or. Of again like uh, a history of empires have fallen and new ones have risen and now this is what's going on this is the Mm -hmm. status quo there's something going on where whatever was going on in idrisil and the power struggle that was happening there that's no longer the case and Mm -hmm. he's trying to get as much information as he can in this episode to understand hey who's who's the threat am i the strongest guy here or is Mm -hmm. there uh, i have to keep acting as though there's somebody stronger out there
0: yeah um, and then in episode four, it just goes out the window because yeah. we get
1: some crazy stuff going
0: on. So, what happens in episode four? Uh, episode ruler of four.
1: death. I don't have a lot written for this one. Obviously. Okay, that's fine. Um, but pre-opening, we are introduced to the to the threat improper, uh Nijun Grid Lewin of the Sunwit Scripture, who gets sent on a mission to eliminate off Cutting back to the village, Gazef tells uh, Momo that the attackers of Carne Village were slain Theocracy soldiers dressed as people from the Baharuth Empire. Gazef manages to get Momo to promise and protect, to promise to protect the village, allowing him to go on and fight without worrying about the village. Momo gifts Gazef a small gift that he takes with him in battle. Gazef and his unit charge the enemy, managing to pull off an impressive feat of battle, slaying many angels. However, the slain magicians have too much power to pull from, and at the moment of his defeat, defeat, Gazef is saved. Using the gift from before, Momo tags himself in and starts to showcase the true peak power level in this world, dropping all of the slain angels' And handling their trump card with ease. Mamonga sends the Theocratics packing. Mamonga would return to the tomb, spirits high, calling all in the tomb to the throne room. Mamonga announces that he is changing his name to Ains Owl Gown, Ains Ul Gown, and that he will be referred to as Ains henceforth. Ains has now decided that he will bring the name of his old guild to each corner of the of this world in an attempt to find any other members that may have been brought here. Ooh, this got me hyped.
0: This was so cool. Um, <clears throat> Again, he gives away <laughs> one of his magic items, and I thought he was just being dumb. I was like, oh my God, what happened? But then we figured out that he was actually helping out Gazaf Um later on for that
1: i i was like it's one of two things it's some sort of a teleportation stone or it's a resurrection stone sure that also gives a buff i was like it's going to be one of those two things
0: (laughs) yeah what um what do you how do you explain gazif um i love gazif he's so cool he's fighting with everything so much resolve and he wanted his he wanted his people to distract everybody he was going to take all the angels off on his own And which would eventually probably kill him, but he was like ready to do that. And Mm -hmm. at an instant, he was like, "Great, cool, he's going to save his people." But like, how do you explain him having these sick attacks? Is it just him being part Uh, of like martial art? It's it's probably like
1: the same. I feel like uh, him saying martial art is in reference to probably like some sort of ability tree reference of Yggdrasil, where sure. all of the martial people, because there were tons of marshals in uh, Yggdrasil, we get to mm-hmm. kind of see a little bit of that. Um, they probably, instead of casting magic skills or magic spells, they cast martial arts, mm-hmm. which is probably what they do. So, so this was is probably, learned. Yeah, probably. It was a learned ability. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, have to go that's... to your class, uh, your class trainer and spend, you know, this much gill in order that... to... sure
0: that's what i was gonna say like that's what i thought too was that he was gonna that he spent so much time learning and growing his craft and that shows how much more than the the average person he's been training and that's that's how much cooler he is because he spent so much time and now he knows these martial arts that are almost magic are, are special abilities that no regular human should because at first I thought I was like, we don't see any
1: of his soldiers doing it for sure. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, that's what I first thought I was like, is he a human person in a game, but he was so low level, but he knows these powers. I was like, is he? But then I was like, no, he's probably it's probably just showcasing that this character is a higher character. Exactly. Even when you play Final Fantasy 14, you have NPCs that can do really high level magic if you get far enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably what it is but they would still die super quick and they're not manned by a human
1: and you even have that moment of uh all of the slain magicians like uh panicking and you just hear them cast every cantrip and first level spell in the in the <laughs> spell book you know what i mean yeah acid splash firebolt, ice ice ray they're they're doing yeah. everything and
0: they're like you these know, are my strongest powers, yeah. and then he's like they're, they're Level throwing one. everything.
1: Yeah, Adam, and it's it's not even scratching him, and it's not until the Trump Trump card, the Trumpiest Trump card, comes out, where it's like you know they they summon some huge angel that was gifted to him from the person that gave him this mission in the first place, to only use if need be. They mm-hmm. pull out the Trump card, and uh, Ains is like, oh this is what it feels like to take damage yeah which was
0: baller that was was insane dude um thank you bubsy for the 500 bits oh thank Thank you you so much we got added to the to the uh what is it called the chest chest. of anime Grimgar of fantasy and ash so we'll add that matt will add that to the chest. thank you for the 500 bits that goes to me and matt if you'd like to add an anime to the list of anime Uh, You can do so on the Twitch Lives while we're live. 500 bits gets an anime added to the chest of anime, and we draw one out whenever we're done with an anime. We can go on another adventure. You see we already drew Overlord. We're going to pick from these next time once we're done with Overlord. So uh, we'll add Bubsy's uh, pick to the list. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. How cool was this moment? It was so dope um this is what it likes to, well this is what it feels like to take damage i thought he was so dope but it also showcases um one because he was so smitten with it is he possibly turning has is he possibly turning into not human because he was mm-hmm. saying as well in this episode he's like i was killing humans and i didn't, I didn't feel, feel nothing
1: anything.
0: yep he, the moments he had with uh albedo was so dope the moments that he had her and she was worried about him but she had the armor on and she looks so cool
1: mm-hmm. like but i also she... really like the moments where she's acting kind of like with a. Uh, she acts as though the humans are lower life forms and then he like checks her on it. he's like do you actually do you actually believe that because that's something you actually believe
0: like, i, I like i
1: just like to see him engage her with this idea of humans being less than them.
0: And I think that's going to come up later <laughs> that he, they show this now so that later on he's going to be like, these are just humans we're gonna and we're gonna see the change i think and i'm that's what i'm so excited about for this anime because they're setting so much up and i think i have too high expectations but i believe that they're gonna those. so
1: many different places i
0: believe that he's gonna turn at some point and have to look at himself and be like oh no or like one of his guildmates is gonna come back and they're like you're a completely changed person what's going on there's so many different things and i'm so excited for this anime because it, it's so cool like there's so many like you said different ways you can go about it um dan asked have y'all done hell's paradise yet we have not is it done with the first season i wasn't sure if it was done with the first season yet um if it's done i'm down um, yeah you
1: definitely get that in the moment when he uh, albedo raises her axe at like two kids just for like kind of you know being scared of a potion that looked like blood in a vial to, mm-hmm. you know an untrained eye until he explains oh this is a magic potion because I'm a magic caster just like that person that you yeah. know that comes into town sometimes yeah like that's there don't worry this is here to help you and she she was ready to like chop them down for that mm-hmm. <laughs> to little kids Dan and Bubsy says it's all out how many episodes
0: I mean I've heard great things about Hell's Paradise and Hell's Paradise anime or manga uh, someone's add it that's cool um we see so many so many cool bits. This is how do you as a showcase of action. This is like our first big action sequence.
1: Yeah. How do you rate this first like action it's, sequence here? It's it's not even the action itself that really got me going. What got me more honestly is just the context around the action. All of the I was listening to that whole conversation you mm-hmm. were having. How could you even talk about slaughtering the villagers that I just went out of my way to save? Yeah, like all of that, all of his just the 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 back and forth between <laughs> so them, between between all the attacks, is what uh, what got me going more than um the you know all the action itself. Mm-hmm. It was the words that were going being thrown back and forth, and then finally mm-hmm. culminating in this shot with mr Luwig, just or whatever his name was uh just just you know staring at the face of death incarnate literally it's so him. good he's he he believed he held the power of gods in that item that he pulled out and he watched as somebody single-handedly trounced that power and it was and the way that it did it. it yeah it
0: was just like a little 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 ball and black it was hole. like little black hole yeah 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 <laughs> But to them, they Done. were just like, what? Yeah. What is this? It's so crazy. Um, Bubsy said, I have a feeling you guys will like Grimgar, by the way. Okay, we'll check it out afterwards. I haven't heard of it, so I'm going to look it up after this. Never heard of it. I read the light, light novel so bad of Hell's Paradise. Yeah, it's been recommended so many times. I am i don't know. It's a cool concept, I think. I'm down to watch Hell's Paradise. Um, <clears throat> so him renaming himself him taking down all of his clan mates um their banners banners him renaming himself Ainzalgon um in does it make sense for him to change his name to name himself as the clan so that he can spread the name around and if somebody her hears of it if somebody from his clan hears of it they're like wait somebody from my clan note is here because that's a really like it wild game.
1: It does make sense in in that context to me, but then add a little stipulation of but with what the show has given us in regards to rules of the isekai, do I even believe that his guild members would be there? No, they would have been in the guild hall with him. When the game ended why would they Mm. have been doing anything else why if the if the rule of the isekai was you needed to be logged on to the game at midnight to get put into this new world or whatever we again we don't know we doesn't explain it but with me trying to think about that it's like where's where's that gonna go how did anybody else get put into this world then if they weren't playing the game
0: Mm -hmm. i don't know so we're on episode four we don't know what's gonna happen what's your hope or if you were to write if someone gave you these first four episodes and they were like write 10 more episodes or whatever 10 write nine more episodes of this anime where would the story go if you were in charge
1: i mean what's most interesting by episode 10 there would be something going on in terms of like the kingdom of reestees he's done something in order to get into his good graces but then there's some sort of there's some sort of complication or decision that comes along along the way where he has to make a choice between the greater good of Nazareth or the greater good of uh the world or something and i think we know which one he would choose Mm -hmm. at that point in the show if he continues to Again, this idea that we're throwing around of he's uh, he's starting to become an undead or he's starting to lose his humanity, whichever way you want to go with it.
0: I think that's the most interesting, for sure. The most interesting the most part interesting way to go is it,
1: the you know? character development of him. and Because he's him... already started at level 100. It's not like he can get more stronger. Yeah, more we stronger. already you have... have... You also have all of the Guardians talking about how nice and kind and good he is right off the bat. So I don't know. It's just like, you know, it could be that whole how f- oh how far we've come. Oh how the f- how the great have fallen, like yeah. type story.
0: I want him to be defeated. I I think something that would be crazy would be like you said, since you said it, I uh, it's in my head now that he's the ultimate bad guy, and then somebody else comes along. It doesn't have to be his guildmate. It could be somebody random or whatever. Or, or him getting isekai into a new game, there's a new high level. There's another extent to level 100. There's level 150 or whatever. And there's another person that's like, hey, I'm going to kill you. And now he's like, wait, I'm a human. And they're like, what? You're not a human. You're a bad guy. And it, I think he can be defeated. And I want to see him go through that. And I think that would be crazy to tell if, if that's the story. Um, Dan, uh, Average Sport, thank you for the 500 bits. Hell's Paradise, baby. Woo! Nice. Hell's Paradise being added to the anime list. Thank you so much. We appreciate thank it. You for that goes
1: to 500 bitties.
0: Yeah, that goes to me and Matt. Uh, thank you so much, Bubsy and Dan. Appreciate it. Um, either way, whatever, however it ends up, there's so much hope for this anime. There's so much hope that I have for the story. Um, and I'm excited. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, at first we were a little let down because I thought it was going to be, he was going to be like a real undead guy. We're going to follow the story of an undead guy. And I was like, and I was like, oh, it's an isekai (laughs) at first. I was like, oh no, not another isekai. But then it, it has fleshed out for me and it has, um, been interesting, uh,
1: so far, the setup is great. We've gotten a great serve. We just need some a good follow-through and then the show to stick the landing. And this will be a great first season. And if it is, I can definitely see myself continuing to watch the show past the first season. Cause, Cause from what like I understand, there's uh yeah, there's a couple seasons. Yeah. But um I've seen greater setups and harder fumbles. <laughs> sure. We've been through that here
0: on the show for sure. Um, So thank you so much for watching our uh, talk, our anime hour of Overlord episode one through four. If you'd like to continue uh, with this conversation, you can watch episode five through eight by next week, hopefully by Thursday. Or Friday. We've been doing it on Fridays. But Thursday or Friday, episode 5 through 8, watch Overlord, episode 5 through 8, and we'll come back here and we'll discuss it, and we'd love to know your opinions. Thank you so much to Bubsy for the 500 bits, and uh, Dan, thank you for the 500 bits as well. We'll add those two anime to the chest. Here's the chest. Here's what it looks like. We're going to add two more to the list. This is what we've ranked so far. S tiers, a lot of S tiers so far. A's, B's, some D's and some F's. On the left is me, on the right is Matt. That's, where, that's what we've watched so far. Uh, we'll put it in the Discord. We have a thing in the Discord where there's an anime hour chat. If you want to go check that out. And it has these two pictures. So you can see what's coming up. And you can see uh, where we've rated the things already. But oh, Matt, Matt, where can they find you on the internet?
1: When I'm not here talking about anime, you can find me on my Twitch at matt underscore galley or on my socials at its matt underscore galley just put that its at the front um we've also been trying to like play some games and stuff in the discord we've been playing board games on tabletop simulator um come join us for games where can the people find you when we're not here um
0: the human on the internet on youtube.com slash jules the human if you missed any of this uh, anime hour you can go and watch the full episodes the next day on youtube.com slash jules the human j-u-l-e-s the human as it says right here um and you can watch on spotify you watch the podcast on spotify in case you want to go back and watch any other ones you can go back and see all the anime hours that we've done on Spotify. Not just listen, you can also watch. Hello, Faith. How's it going? Um, and we are done for the anime hour. Remember, next week, over Overlord. I keep wanting to say Overwatch, Overlord episode five We're through team. eight. Go join <laughs> go the Discord, follow us on all the things, follow Matt. Um, and we'll talk about Overlord five through eight next week. Thank you so much. See you bye.